0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of For Thinking. It's Chrissy and Charlie here, and today we're going to be talking through kind of one of Charlie's inventions, really, but it's through a concept that we call the Magical Operations <laughs> Quadrant. Um, many of you folks in um, SaaS know what the Gartner Magic Quadrant is, um, and Gartner, please don't sue us. Uh, my brother works there. So <laughs> shout out to Paul, um, but we wanted to take that concept and really apply it to ops uh, and where companies can see where they fall in as far as, you know, how their marketing and revenue strategy and operations sophistication kind of like lines up with each other um, so that they're, you know, most effective in in operationalizing their strategy. So yeah, let's just go straight into it. And uh, today we'll let you know, you know, how can you figure out where you are on that quadrant? And we'll discuss that. So can you just talk a little bit about how you develop this magical quadrant? Charlie?
1: Sure. And I'm going to share my screen so people can see what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So this has been something that's been on my mind for a while now. Um, you know, as we try and think through the value of marketing operations, it, it, it's a lot of people have their different opinions, right? There's like, you know, there's, there's this kind of a big spectrum of what we do, but really trying to boil it down, we help operationalize whatever the marketing strategy is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And or even like
0: the revenue strategy,
1: revenue marketing yeah. strategy, yeah. right? Yeah, kind of using those interchangeably, interchangeably. a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of times companies may have these grand ideas on what they want to do from their, their plan, revenue marketing plan. But then they're not really thinking about the operational aspect of it. And when we talk about operations, we're talking about the technology, the data and processes Mm -hmm. and how they're all utilized by people. So if we're not thinking about those aspects of how we're going to deliver this marketing strategy, we're just not able to deliver that marketing strategy. So at the end of the day, you can have the best ideas in the world. But if you're not able to execute and deliver on it, it means not it's meaningless. So we came up with these you know we use the concepts of a quadrant right you know it's not just gartner that uses quadrants so like uh, this might look like a gartner quadrant but <laughs> you know we're we're trying to not be sued by gartner anyway <laughs> so should we just dive into the four different
0: yeah quadrants? take me through the four areas and actually it'd be great first if you just kind of talked about the different axes um that's a really hard word to say is axes <laughs> or axis
1: yeah i axis? can go through the most. <laughs> so on the on the bottom here you can see completeness of marketing and revenue strategy Mm -hmm. so essentially this is how good is your strategy like how good is the marketing plan how good is the revenue plan how well built out how well thought through Mm -hmm. it is um you know there's million different aspects to that but high level that's what it is yeah On the other, we have the ability to operationalize that strategy. So how well is your operation set up? Is it a well-resourced team? Have you got the right technology stack? Do you have clean data? Do you have the proper processes in place to be able to do it? Do you have the right analytics and reports in place to be able to judge the success of your strategy and be able to optimize your strategy and keep on improving over time, etc.? So across those two different aspects, you can fall into one of four buckets. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start with the bottom left. So we're calling these wanderers. Wanderer is someone doesn't really have a strategy or company, doesn't really have a strategy, Mm -hmm. doesn't really have the infrastructure, right? Yeah. They're wandering around pretty aimless. They really (laughs) know what to do. And they're really, really not going anywhere. I wouldn't say many companies are here. I would say companies generally do have a strategy and i'll go into where i think most companies are Mm -hmm. but you know maybe like really early like um startups that are more kind of engineering led that haven't really built a marketing team yet or or sales team they don't really have that strategy they have that infrastructure so of course they're not able to operationalize a marketing revenue strategy because they don't maybe they don't even have anyone on those teams potentially yet like really really early stage yeah um, moving up to the top left, we have Preppers. So this is um, a company that would have very well built out operations, mm-hmm. but they don't have a strategy, a marketing or revenue strategy to really use it. So we like the term Preppers because it's kind of like, you know, you set up your bunker yeah. right, somewhere out in middle America or somewhere in America You've got your bunker, you've got your tinned food, you know, you've got your gas masks, all that kind of stuff. But there isn't really like anything to do with it yet because you haven't really. Well, I mean, this might not be the best time to say this. We haven't really got an end of world scenario, um, even though some might think we're going through that right now. But you know, you haven't got that end of your end of world scenario to really use it. So you don't really have like a real purpose for it or a strategy around kind of like you know, actually that you're going to execute on it. So you've yeah. got all of the stuff set up, but then nothing's happening.
0: Yeah, I would also say that, like you call these people collectors because they just like collect technology. And it's oh, yeah. it's just really funny too, because in some ways it's like the companies that work, that sell MarTech or sales tech and stuff, you see that there. And that could be for a myriad of reasons like, oh yeah, we did this one like trade where now we have this new tool. They're going to let us use their tools so we can do that. And then, you just end up with like all these tools that are just not being used. Um, or they they know the importance of technology, but they just haven't really figured out you know, what's gonna be our strategy to do that because they acquired them so quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of shelfware.
0: Shelfware, yeah.
1: Um, so then moving down onto the bottom right, we have pretenders. So you've got some wonderful ideas but you're not able to execute. And this is where we think most companies probably are, unless they're in the market winners, but versus preppers and wanderers, I would say out of preppers, wanderers and pretenders, you would find more companies in pretenders. Mm-hmm. Reason being, a lot of companies have thought through their strategy quite a lot, right? You know, they'll have a senior marketing person, senior salesperson, even the CEO, like much of the leadership team, is thinking through their go-to-market strategy. However, what they're often forgetting is how to operationalize that strategy. And that's where a really great operations person or a really great operations agency can come in and help them do that. Yeah. And that is that is our job in operations, right? We're here to take these ideas and operationalize it and make it happen with mm-hmm. technology, data and process. So a lot of times the, the pretenders, they're there because they've got these great ideas. They can probably talk about them very eloquently but when it actually comes down to what's happening behind the scenes they have they probably have an inadequate tech stack mm-hmm. that isn't that may have the basics covered but they're not they haven't built it out in a way that's really helping all of the different use cases and all of the different um, aspects of their their strategy they need they might have dirty data they might not have the right data mm-hmm. they might have bad processes around keeping data fresh quality and clean and and up to date they might have other Business processes that aren't working properly, mm-hmm. you know, sync issues, uh, Salesforce automation issues, all of that kind of stuff going on in the background. That's just keeping the team in this in this firefighting mode, yeah. right? So day to day, everyone's just focusing on fixing issues in the infrastructure, right? They're not actually working on this marketing strategy, so they're kind of pretending that they they've got their strategy. When really what they're doing is all this t- tactical little execution stuff to just keep the, the kind of the ship sailing, right. right? But the ship's not sailing in the direction that they want to go in. Mm-hmm. So that's why we call them pretenders.
0: Yeah. I I can't, I always think of the Foo Fighters right now. I'm just singing the song of pretenders. And <laughs> Wish that then. should have been music <laughs> to come into this. Um, okay. So then those are the three that, you know, and it's clear that we do see pretenders a lot. And um, I think it depends on where the people are in their company, where they would like naturally fall into. But the goal really is to hit the top um, right corner, which is market winners. And so that is a combination of having a strategy, but also the ability to make it a reality. And so what do you, what do you think are some of kind of the key things that uh, companies can do to ensure that they're in you know, that they can be a market winner. And and I love that you called it market winner, because one of the things that we really say is great operations is actually your competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. It's very rare to find a company that has a great strategy and great operations, especially in startups where it can be really challenging, but even beyond that, right. It takes a lot of time, effort, people, like all of this is really hard to, um, keep in place and and a lot of times then it doesn't match up to whatever the marketing strategy is so um a market winner is really someone who can actually potentially just beat out their competitor just from having these systems in place so what what are some of those things that um or places that the company should focus first to try and make sure they're a market winner
1: fundamentally i think it comes down to prioritizing operations and and giving them the resources that they need yeah and there's a lot there's a lot within that right because it's kind of a two-way street or there's 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 multiple things to think about where you know yes the business needs to prioritize that give the team the resources which is things like headcount budget a seat at the table etc but at the same time because operations is misunderstood if there is an operations team they should be working for that too we can't expect that to fall on our lap so we need to be thinking with a business mindset mm-hmm. we need to be going to the business with why we need resources in a strategic way we should be building the the roadmap building the plan to increase headcount thinking about the team hierarchy thinking about things like a revenue operations hierarchy versus you know a, a kind of the traditional hierarchy where all the operations teams feed into the the functional business units. We have to be thinking about all that stuff from the operations side to convince the business that this is important. Right. So that it's on us to do it, right? And that's why we do this podcast. That's why we do what we do for a living, right? That's kind of our purpose with all of this is to really show the value of operations. Hence why, you know, we even created this quadrant, right? Mm-hmm. To just try and articulate and to visualize why it's important. So the first thing is like making sure it is a priority for the business and getting the resources to do it and then after that it's just having that strategic approach day in and day out all the things we talk about like having a roadmap mm-hmm. making sure that you're documenting things properly all the best practices around how to run your operations team yeah can help you get there and then below that it's all of the kind of like the the tactical like real specific stuff like mm-hmm. some of the examples that we like to talk about about how you Like the difference between a market winner and a pretender just with a a strategy, um, just like really nuts and bolts. Like if you think about how operations can improve the customer experience for people, right? Yeah. An example being, you know, you go to one website and you fill out a form. Now say that company's a pretender because they're right now the 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 league gets crazy in the database they've got sync issues it's got standardization issues it lives in their marketing automation platform for too long doesn't get into salesforce sales rep doesn't see it for a few days because the the sales processes and operationalizing the data to the salesperson isn't um set up properly you know a few days pass and then you know the buyer who was ready to buy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: still hasn't heard from sales right now compare that to a a buyer who's ready to buy goes onto the website they're able to fill out a form to book a meeting with a sales rep instantly the next day all of that is like routed to the the right rep in the right Mm -hmm. location based on all of the other parameters that you might have to consider to get the right person on the other end or the right meeting booked with the right person for that buyer and now the buyer has a call the next day who like just from that experience yeah who are they going to go with? I remember I was doing a um, technology evaluation for ABM vendors and I'm not going to call anyone out, but we messaged, I think four, four. of the different mm-hmm. ABM vendors. And one of them was the first example I gave. They didn't get back to us. None of them had like instant book, but the others had like, obviously had a better process to, for following up. We instantly disqualified the first one. Cause we were like, if they're not even able to, have a, a, like, a, to impress us through this sales process? What do you think their customer service is going to be exactly. like? What do you think their product's going mm-hmm. to be like? So just that, just that feeling that you get as a buyer when you're doing things like this, it really does matter.
0: It does. And totally it does.
1: operations owns this. Stuff. Yeah. So that's just like a really practical example because there are hundreds of examples like that. Mm-hmm. That's just one. And that separates the market winners from the pretenders.
0: Definitely, I think that that's a key, like one, like thing because I think that initial impression or any of those impressions from the user experience is always assigned to the prospect of what is my customer experience gonna be like. Logically, it's not always exactly the same. There could be a great experience waiting for them once they become a customer, and maybe it's a different team. But for the prospect, that's just what it seems like. And and I've done that before. My clients have talked about that before. Even through women in revenue, we've done tech evaluations and we instantly disqualify people who didn't get back to us because we're like, we need, you know, we need someone who can be help us, mm-hmm. you know, we need a company that feels like we could, they can support us. So um, totally yeah. And
1: there's, I mean, like I said, there's so many examples like this, um, you know, e- even down to just like things like you, you have the wrong data in, in a field that you're using as a token in an email, right. And you send that to a prospect and they're just like, oh, you got my first name wrong, Mm -hmm. or it's like all capitalized. Even little things like that can influence how the buyer thinks about the company. And that again is on on operations. And that that example there is all around your data strategy. Now there's other things like reporting strategy, right? Mm -hmm. That that operations should be a huge part of, if not leading. And that's then helping the business make the right decisions in the strategy. So Mm -hmm. that's where operations in, in a lot of these contexts, it's kind of like, okay, set, like marketing comes up with strategy and operations helps them execute. But there's also many cases where operations need to be part of that strategy built. Yes, yeah. And that's where you really hit Nirvana because the operations team are the uh, closest to the data. They understand mm-hmm. the reporting the best. If they have got a really amazingly resourced operations team that has all the tools, team, data, processes in place, that you actually can get, actionable insight out of your reporting and analytics that then helps reinforce or helps direct the strategy and then you can have an operational led strategy or data led strategy which can then be operationalized well Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you've just got this amazing functioning marketing and, and revenue team
0: Totally. And I, I'm glad you touched on that because I think that was the key, the second key piece. Like there's what marketing ops can do for their own department, but really this, the thing that I think is missing a lot of the time is just that alignment of that team to the team that's developing this marketing strategy. Because if you look at the preppers, you're ready operationally, like maybe you have all these tools, but then you're lacking the strategy. Well, then the operations team should be able to then work with the marketing team to say, hey, you know, what's going to be, I, we want to make sure we're leveraging our, our, you know, operations and all these tools that we have. What's going to be our strategy for that? What's our marketing strategy? And so it has that back and forth, but on the other side, it's, you know, the marketing team, if they do have a strategy, they, they can work alongside the marketing operations team to then try and devise a plan for how to Get that um, operationalized. And so, really, that alignment. And I've even talked about this before, but if you do have the resources and you can slowly build this up, having a one person operations, like per marketing kind of department, working alongside them is amazing for this because it's a lot to take on customer marketing operations, demand gen. know, SDR, everything. But if you have one person or, you know, what a half a person dedicated toward that department, they can really ensure that that their strategy is operationalized. And then they're working with their team to make sure it's all working together. And so it shouldn't be a one operations person to a whole marketing department. But we see that so often, right? That's wrong. That's your, that person is not set up for success. And how can they even Try and find time to stay in alignment with the marketing team. That would be their full time job. And then they have no time to actually put the system in place. And then they're burnt out and then they leave. And then you have no one, you know? So, really, really, really for people building out the marketing team, really think about how you then staff that. And that could be a combination of full time people, consultants figure out ways to plug in those gaps, because I, it's really going to make sure that you stay in the market winner. And that's your competitive advantage. Like your whole goal is to create revenue. So I think that's the second piece. Um, that's really key to this. So
1: yeah, I've got a random analogy. I just thought of <laughs> illustrate this, then maybe we'll call it a day. Yeah. So it's kind of like the boat analogy that I just had, right? So the marketing team of revenue or leaders that they're, they're trying to think through okay, we need to get from A to B.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're thinking about kind of the the course you're taking from A to B. Like maybe you want to sh- go from England to America. And like, we okay, do well, want
0: to go. We want to go from America to England, We want to go the Charlie. opposite
1: way. But, <laughs> right now, but So then, yeah, you want, to, you want to chart that course. They're thinking through like, okay, this is, you know, the the people we want to have on deck. This is the people we want to bring. This is how we want to get there. This mm-hmm. is, you know, all the stuff. And then the the operations team is there thinking, okay, so how am I going to build this ship, you know? Mm -hmm. How much fuel do I need? Like, what are the, you know, what are the different points on the journey that I'm going to just like look at, you know, how far we've gone or Mm -hmm. how on course we are, you know? To make sure you are on course. But then if you, if the marketing team was just came up with this whole idea and didn't involve the operations team until the end, right? They could have already made some decisions about like what type of material for the boat or like what kind of boat, without really asking the operations team. So you might end up with like a dinghy Mm -hmm. to go across to America, Mm -hmm. but like if you if you brought the operations team in earlier, maybe they would have come up with like a super yacht kind of design (laughs) to help you get there quicker, right? Exactly. Anyway, stupid analogy, but you know. No, it's great, (laughs) great
0: analogy, great analogy, and you see this happen so so much. Um, and preppers probably do this as well. You just throw that technology onto the marketing ops team. Then you also don't know why you bought it, but, um, yeah, so this is great. I think for, for all of you, um, listening, um, check out the magical ops quadrant and see where you are. It might help you then identify where maybe some gaps are and maybe changing the way that your marketing team and the ops team works together so you can make sure you're a market winner. There we go. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Forward Thinking. Have a good one.
1: This is Charlie. So if you like what you heard, hit like on the platform where you watch this. Also, leave a review. Honestly, we would really, really appreciate it. You can also subscribe where you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even YouTube. And make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, which is packed full of exclusive content, updates for events or courses that we might be doing, all designed to elevate your marketing operations and beat the strategy. See you next time on Forward and Forward It up.